0: Today's um, reading is taken from Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 to 17. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humanity, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone forgive as the law forgave you, and all over these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you will call to peace, and be thankful that the messages of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of God.
1: Why don't we pray together as we start. Our Father, thank you for the church. Thank you for what you are building here. We pray that you would speak to us. And Show us Jesus and His love, and help us to follow Him. In Jesus' name, Amen. Great. So yes, it's small group Sunday, and it's one of those things that almost all churches have, right? That we all have preaching, and we have music, and we have the Lord's Supper, and most churches I know have small groups, unless they're really small, in which case it is a small group. Uh, we as a church value small groups. We want to emphasize that, uh, even though it's not always as good as it could be, right? I'm sure you've been in a group and, you know, it's a boring Bible study, too long, too academic. You know, you come, but no one else comes. And that's so discouraging. People pray, but they don't really share. They just every week say the same thing. Yeah, pray for my job. And it doesn't always do what it's supposed to do. And yet we believe in small groups. We think this is something that. If we work on it, it can be something really beautiful. And so, we're having a small group Sunday. Uh, next week, we're going to start in 1 Corinthians, doing kind of our normal expository series. But today, yeah, promoting our small groups. Uh, now, there's a lot of different people here. Uh, I hope it will speak to each one of you. I mean, some of you, you're in a group, and, and that's great. And I hope, I hope you won't tune out, but that this will encourage you to, yeah, keep going, even when, yeah, you're so busy as many of us are and maybe you're not in a group I hope I can persuade you that okay this is something that I should try and uh, try and fit into my life because this is important for me for the gospel Uh, maybe you're a newcomer Um, don't worry don't feel like I need to sign up for a small group now you know, maybe you're still exploring churches. Just enjoy your time here. But I, I hope it, this will still tell you something what we are like as a church, that we love small groups. Um, maybe whatever church you're settled at here or there, I hope you will join a small group. And maybe, you know, uh, the church two hours away where you, there's no small group here, maybe that's not the best church for you, I would say. But we, we can talk about that. But yeah, different people here. But I hope it will speak to Each one of us. And and what do I want to say? Well, I I think I I hope something we, we, we see in the Bible is that community is essential. You know, small groups are not in the Bible, true. But community is, right? If you look at the New Testament, all these Christians are in a really close community, Uh, All the one another commands, right? We had this passage read. Here's Paul writing to Colossians, and he says things like, you know, bear with each other and forgive one another and have peace with each other and teach one another, and you know, uh, compassion and gentleness and patience. That's all stuff you have to do together, right? If you're on your own at home, no one to bear with, no one to teach, right? This assumes you're you're in part of a group, and a group with really deep relationships. And some people, they, they see this, yeah, love one another. Uh, whenever I meet a Christian, I'll do that. I'll be nice to them. I think this expects a lot more. I mean, the most awkward one another, I think, confess your sins to one another. That's in the Bible, confess your sins to one another. I, I don't think you would do that with just anyone, right? You're on the MTR and you see someone with a Bible. Oh, there's another Christian. Let me go and confess my sins to them. We wouldn't do that, right? You only do that with people you are in a close relationship with, who you trust, who you have shared so much with. The Bible just assumes a really close community, people devoted to one another in love. But why is this so important? Well, I would say, first of all, for God's glory. Now, we want the world to know Jesus. We want people to see Jesus. We want people to know the gospel. How are people going to see it? Have you ever thought about that? How are people going to see Jesus? Well, this is what Jesus thinks. He says in John, A new command I give you, Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. How can people see that we belong to Jesus? How can people see that Jesus is real in our love for one another in our community that's what Jesus thinks because well Christian love is special Jesus love is of course the most special right Jesus he died on the cross he you know he had this great love sacrificial for difficult sinful people like us well that's what a good small group is like here are people who are very diverse, very different, who normally wouldn't get on. But they form a community. And they love each other. And they support each other. And they bear with each other. And that's something beautiful. That, that is what Jesus wants. And, and, and that's, you know, that love is the same love he has. And, and, and it speaks of him. This is supernatural. I mean, it's easy for people who are in the same, you know, that people who get along. Of course, they, they love hanging out. That's the world. For a really diverse community, Jew and Gentile, slave and free, to be together, that takes Jesus. Now, I don't know if you think about small groups like that. I mean, community. Many of us, we think of the Bible study, and yes, it's important, but it's not about head knowledge. I mean, we need to know Jesus, to be like him, but ultimately what we want to grow is not just head knowledge, right? We want to grow in love, in, in character, in unity that is what Jesus wants and and that shows his glory now of course that's really hard it's really hard I mean what did it take for Jesus to love us like that the cross and and if you read this passage in Colossians it sounds hard right bear with each other forgive one another Uh, patience you know it's not easy to be a small group like this it takes work but if it works, if over time, you know, people start to love each other, it's so beautiful. Uh, we had Ifayi and Ada here in the first service. Their group is really diverse. But they, they've really worked at community over the past years. And it's really beautiful the way they now kind of care for each other and support each other. That, that's what we'd love to see. And it's what we'd love the world to see. But it's also not just for God's glory. Also, small groups in the Bible are important, or communities important, to help others, to help each other. Why should you be involved with other Christians? Well, to help them. Again, uh, what is the Christian life like? Well, the Bible compares it to a a journey in the desert, right? You know, Israel, they were in the desert going to the promised land. It's not that once you've become a Christian, that's it, you go to heaven, uh, nothing more to do. No, it's a journey. And, and it's a not an easy journey. I don't know if you would want to go through the desert all on your own. It's much better to do it with other people, right? Because then you can help each other. You can well, positively spur one another on and encourage one another and admonish one another and, and, and keep going. Uh, it's hard. Um, people... You know, have a hard life. This is a broken world. There will be sickness and sin, and we need to bear with one another and bear one another's burdens and and, and carry one another. That's the picture. There's dangers, right? There's the world, the flesh, the devil uh, who will tempt Christians, who will try to push them off course. And if you're going to go off course, well, you need someone to call you back. I mean, Hebrews, is a, these Christians were having a really tough time, and so it's really strong on community. I mean, here are some verses that, yeah, uh, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Uh, encourage one another, but see to it that none of you uh, it falls away. And that doesn't mean that I should watch out that I fall, don't fall away and you should watch out that you don't fall away. and you should. It's not like that, right? This is a group. And that group is told, you guys, make sure that all of you make it. Look out for one another. Again, like this group here, right? If I go off trail, people will say, hey, hey, you're, you're, you're getting off, right? Because on my own, I don't know. I don't know when I'm being hardened by sin. I don't know when I'm losing things. We need each other, and again, I hope that's a good thing. What I notice in this, by the way, is that it's very active, and the focus is on what we should do for others. It doesn't say, you know, go and go to church so that you can so that you can be encouraged, so that you can give your burdens to people, so that you can be prayed for. It's always the other way, right? Pray for others, bear one another's burdens. I mean, we often think, you know, you need to be part of this because you are missing out. And that's true. But actually, Paul would say, well, others are missing out. If you are isolating yourself, people are missing out on you. They're missing out on your encouragement. They're missing out on your gifts. They're missing out on your love because you just live the Christian life on your own. I think especially for some mature Christians, that, that, that's, that's a good reminder Because, you know, it's easy, you know, you you have a great spiritual life and you're involved in lots of ministry. I know Christians who then think, well, I I don't need a small group. I don't get anything out of it. No, true. Maybe you don't get anything out of it. But you have so much to give. You know, you can be such a blessing to other Christians with your passion and your gifts and your maturity. Uh, Again, on this hike, you'd like an experienced member to be there, right? If the experienced people just do it by themselves, and the new people do it on their own. That, that wouldn't work. Uh, we can help others. Uh, that's a great thing. Of course, it implies that we need help. Of course, you know, many of us struggle, d- depression, suffering. We need others. But, yeah, that's why God has given us the church, to make this journey together. And, again, that, that's a beautiful thing, right? I mean, these two points are, are not different, Jesus came to help us. He gave us what we need. And that is exactly what we do and show his love. Again, Ifayi and ada they had a really wonderful, you know, they've been so blessed by all the help their group gave them. Um, I don't know if you remember Andis who died a few years ago and Alan was on his own with two boys. They got so much support from their small group. Uh, A friend of mine struggling with same-sex attraction, he finds it really hard to be alone at home. And so people have him around. So that he's not alone at home and and he can keep going and stay faithful. It's it's wonderful, right? If the church helps others keep going. That is what God wants. And it's beautiful. But the question is, how do we make this work? How do we get such community? And I think personally, Sundays are not enough. I mean, we come here partly for community, right? We come here on Sunday and partly that is the fellowship. But does it really work that well. I mean, the 11.30 is a lot better than the 9.30, Uh, but but still, I mean, first of all, the number of people, right? There's about 70 of us here. Are you going to look after all 70? Who are you going to encourage today? Who are you going to make sure that their heart isn't being hardened? I mean, 70 people, if you have one good conversation each week, that takes you one and a half years. It doesn't work, right? It's much better if you just, let's break up into groups of 10. And focus on these 10 people and really make sure that we, you know, we love each other. But also, it's so short, right? After the service, many of us are clearing up and we're counting the money and all kinds of things. And then you go to a restaurant, you want to have some chat. I mean, a lot of people do. That's fantastic. But it's so rushed, right? You're queuing up and then you get a table. But 30 minutes later, you get kicked out. It's just not really deep community, isn't it? How much better just to be in a group and you're in a home and one and a half hours together looking at the Bible, sharing, praying for each other. Small groups are just a much better vehicle. I'm not saying our small groups are perfect. Actually, our small groups, most of us can do a lot better. Maybe we do the Bible study, but there's not much community. Uh, We don't hang out. We don't devote ourselves to each other. The prayers can be too You know, well, artificial. Our small groups aren't perfect. But if we work on it, hopefully it can work. And also, of course, Sundays can be better. You know, some churches, they have great Sundays. I used to love Sundays in my old church in the UK. The UK was much easier, a lot less busy. But yeah, we have the morning service, only one service, so we could have a long time, coffee afterwards. And then everyone would have lunch in people's houses, so you wouldn't get kicked out. You could talk for hours, go for a uh, walk together or play some puzzles, a light meal, go to the evening service. A a real Sabbath, real wonderful fellowship, yeah. But that's just not Hong Kong, right? We're we're just so busy here. So given all that, I, I think, well, maybe we should just, yeah, try small groups. Sundays, I think, are just not enough here in Hong Kong. Which means, I guess, let's try to make it a priority. Let's think, okay, this is important, this is God's plan, this is, you know, people need me, I need them, Uh, let's try and do this. But in Hong Kong that's really hard, right? I heard it from Ivy, Uh, Hong Kong has the highest number of work hours in the world. Um, It has the lowest number of sleep hours in the world. It's the only city where the number of sleep hours is less than the number of work hours, if you believe the statistics. I mean, it is really hard, right? We were so busy. people come home late. We had a group on Friday at 8: 30, and that was you know, people couldn't make it. <laughs> we, so we moved to a Saturday. It just seems so hard. But you know, ultimately, we do make time for what's important, right? I mean most of us got some sleep last night. We make time to sleep. Most of us had some meal yesterday. Yeah? We make time to eat because we know we need it to function. It, it's just a small group. We don't put it in that category. I mean, personally, I, I like to compare it with something like exercise. Now, uh, ex- Is exercise important? I think most of us know, right? If we don't do exercise, that, that's not good for our health. But exercise, it, it's a... It's a gradual thing. You know, if I do exercise and then one day I don't do it, it's not that I gain 10 kilos the next day. It's not like that. Um, if I start doing exercise, it's not that immediately, it, you know, I feel so much better. I might feel worse, right, because I don't have the time, I'm too busy, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's hard going... I don't like it, but I guess most of us know, this is good for me, so I'll, I'll just try and do it. I Maybe mean, get up early, uh, lunchtime in the gym, I, I don't know, we, we know we need it, even though it's just a bit. And I think that's, small, that's community, that's small groups. And The first time you go to a small group, it's not going to be this amazing boost. But how about a whole year of going to a small group? That will make a difference in your life, in your relationships. Uh, missing small group once, it's not gonna you're not gonna lose your faith the next day but it's easy to then think well next time I'll skip it and again and again and you never go what will that do for your spiritual life Uh, it's a gradual thing so do what you can, try and fit it in put it in your diary so you keep it free Uh, see it's importance so let me just go through the different groups we have so that you have an idea of, okay, these are the groups we have. And, um, and, uh, and think about, okay, if you're not in a group, which group might work for you? This is also important because we have the, the links party in a few weeks. I don't know if you remember, it's 30 years shot in church this year. It's wonderful. Uh, we're going to celebrate it, not all together, but in people's homes, in Lynx groups. Which is a great idea because we'll be, you know, we can eat and we can, you know, celebrate and it's much nicer. Um, but basically, that will be in links groups. So if you're not in a group on the 1st of October, please join a join a nearby group and, and join a celebration. The fireworks has been cancelled, should be no problem. Yeah. Come and uh, join a group. So maybe this gives you an idea. So what kind of groups do we have? Well, we have a lot in this area. in Mount Sun. There's a Taiwan group people from 9.30 and 11.30, uh, a group in Photan, the Hewus group, uh, so that's on the East Rail Line. Uh, there are some groups in Wukasha, uh, one in, uh, well, actually they meet on opposite sides of the street, it's quite fun, one on Wednesday, uh, one on Friday. Uh, the Friday group, I mean, we were the hang-on group, we're now in Wukasha. In a way, geography is not like the most important thing. Right. It's small enough. If you now live two stops away or four stops away, it doesn't really matter. So it doesn't matter where you live. If you, there's a group close enough, find a group that works. At the same time, geography matters to some extent. It's nice if it's close by. So that's why, yeah, we want to start this City One group. And I hope people will join it. And I hope new people coming to us from the area will join a group. Uh, there are some groups further away, uh, the North District group for people who live out in Song Soi and Fanling, Tai Po, um, the, well, the West Kowloon group. These people live kind of all over the place, so they meet on Zoom, which is great, right? Zoom actually, you know, you don't need to travel for an hour, you can just meet and have a small group. But th- these are weekday nights, maybe that doesn't work for you. We, we have a Saturday group, and families go there. and. Uh, they you know, they uh, have a study, have a meal, the kids hang out. It's actually a great kind of format if, you, if you're free. Uh, there's a Sunday group. I mean, for you guys, that would be right now, just for people from the 9.30. But still, you know, Sundays, we're all here. Maybe you can meet. Uh, at some point, there was a group that met at 9.30 and then went to the 11.30 service. That would work. Um, and then, of course, we have the Philippine Fellowship. And we have women in touch for women who are at home during the day. But, you know, we have different groups. What would work? And, and if these don't work, well, have a think. What would work for you? Sunday, 8 a.m.? Uh, Saturday morning? Uh, one-to-one at lunchtime in Central? I, I don't know. But, you know, God would love you to be together with other Christians in community. How can you make it work? Try and think. And, and, and one little area, one group of people I particularly would like to address is, uh, is parents. Now, most of us here are not parents or parents of older kids. Uh, there's a few parents. Uh, there's future parents here, right? You're young adults and you might have kids at some point. Most ki- couples, once they have kids, they stop going to a small group. If you look at our church, the group least involved is parents of young kids. I mean, once they... High school, university, it's easier. But young kids, very few. And so maybe you're watching this. Uh, let me just talk to parents. I, I think it's bad. It's a bad idea to, to stop going to small group. I can understand it, right? I've got three kids. I know it's really hard work. Kids take a lot of time. You know, the, of course, babies are so demanding. But even when they're in school, I can understand it. It, it takes so much time. But uh, I I like the illustration of uh, the oxygen mask. Do you remember a long time ago when we could still fly? Uh, You you, you had this oxygen mask that, uh, you know, parents first put your own mask on and then your kids' mask. Because if you pass out, you're no good for your kids. Uh, So if you are not growing in your faith, if your faith is shriveling away, are you going to be a great parent after one or two, three years' time? Yeah, that's, the, that's the problem. Yeah, it, you don't want to be with your kids, that's a good thing. But if your faith is, yeah, you, you need to be uh, growing in your faith to be the best parent. So try and, you know, if you think you'll have kids one day, try and keep this a priority. Try and stay involved. That, that, of course, that's harder. Here's a few ideas uh, for the parents watching this. Um, if you just need an adult in the house, well, you have a helper maybe. Maybe leave the kids with the help or you can go out. Uh, and get a babysitter. Actually, maybe that's f- for some of the young people. Can you babysit? Maybe you have parent, uh, parents living in the same estate. They can't go to links because of their kids. Can you babysit for them? A great thing. Uh, hosting. If they meet at your house, you can, go to, uh, you can have links in your house. Uh, you can meet on Zoom. What? The baby is sleeping and you can Zoom. Or if you really need there, be there for your kids with the homework. Friday night, some people do that Friday night. No school the next day. And easier to go out. Uh, the Saturday group, the Sunday group, or husband and wife attending separate groups, right? One goes to Women in Touch, the other goes to a weekday group. There are options. Yeah. And I know it's hard work, and it requires planning and trying to fit this in. But, yeah, parents, please... Uh, I you, you know it's hard work for all of us, but especially for parents, but let's, let's try and do this if we know, think this is really important.